Hello, everyone, and welcome to Schoolin' Ya, a Birchland Park podcast. I am Connor Martin. I'm the assistant principal at Birchland Park Middle School here in East Lawn Meadow, Massachusetts, and I am joined by the guidance counselor formerly known as Diana Gomes, who is now Diana Bannon. Um, Diana is our uh, sixth grade guidance counselor. She also functions as the guidance counselor for one half of the uh, seventh grade on the Sapphire team. But for all intents and purposes right now, we are going to talk about her experience being the sixth grade guidance counselor. So Mrs. Bannon, welcome to Schooling You, a Birchland Park podcast. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. It's my first podcast. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And also congratulations and happy uh, National Guidance Counselors Week. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. This you actually our... reminded us this week. I forgot it was. <laughs> well, we didn't forget. We Thank did not forget. You. Um, so you have been the Guidance Counselor for sixth grade at Birchland for how long now? This is my ninth year. Is it really? It is. So next year's your 10th? It is. Really? I will be here 10 years next year. Wow, that's... I know, time flies. It feels like it was yesterday. <sighs> well, yeah, I mean, next year's going to be my sixth year here. Yeah. Time is flying. It okay. Is. Um, See, and I forgot that it was already going to be six. Yeah. Wow. All yeah. right. So you have seen a ton of kids pass through Birchland Park, and yes. you have been somewhat responsible for welcoming a number of students here into Birchland Park. Um, so from your perspective, having done this for almost 10 years now, from a guidance counselor's perspective, what are the challenges that you see students face as they make the transition from fifth grade to sixth, and have these challenges evolved or changed or lessened over the years? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, they have kind of changed over the years. I feel like um, initially the transition, you know, students tend to worry about moving from class to class, being able to navigate their schedule and knowing where they're going at what time. Um, they had concerns, you know, with lockers and being able to use their locks and, um, you know, whether or not they we're going to get support or, or late to class, have enough time to transition. Um, but I feel like over the years that's changed a little bit. And because of the models that the elementary schools have kind of transitioned to, which is they do go out for different classes and they're not in the same class all day at Mountain View and Mapleshade, that's actually really helped their transition here at Birchland. And that wasn't always the case. So since I've been here initially, they were in one class for math, English, um, social studies, and science, and now that's changed. So it's helped them quite a bit. I also think that, um, well, transition in general is probably my favorite time of year at the end of the school year where I get to um, welcome the fifth graders, incoming sixth graders, give them a tour of the building. Um, and I do see the growth from sixth grade to eighth grade when they're actually here. Um, so just to kind of reiterate back to your question, um, they are more comfortable now, I think, with the transition that they were in the past because a lot of the challenges have changed. And we have an amazing sixth grade staff who makes that so much easier for them. And I can't say enough about the sixth grade teams and how great they are with helping with the transition. 
Fantastic. Now, you had mentioned um, the, the end of the year when it comes time to, to make that transition and start to welcome the students and start to start to take the baton from, from, from fifth grade. So can you just uh, explain what those steps are and what that looks like? So we kind of start um, in May. In May, I do a fifth grade um, parent night, and I invite parents from Maple Shade and Mountain View here to Birchland as a welcome to Birchland. Here's what you can expect next year when your child is here. And we go over everything from what their schedules will be like, the courses that they'll take, um, to you know, how do you support your child in this big transition? How do you support them emotionally and, and socially? And um, here are the challenges you're going to experience. And here's the support that we offer you when you're here. Um, so it kind of starts with a parent introduction to our school. And then I work very closely with both um, the school counselors at Maple Shade and Mountain View. They rock and they're awesome. And we collaborate to organize what's called a step-up day. And in June, beginning of June, we have both Maple Shade and Mountain View come here on different days, and we have just a wonderful morning plan for them. They get to meet administrators, they get to meet the school counselors, and then they get a tour of the building, um, just to get familiar and more comfortable with um, this building and to know that it's not as big as they think it is and to see how simple we've made things with all sixth grade classes being upstairs, them not really having to navigate the entire building um, from one class to the next. It, it's kind of, they spend the majority of the day upstairs, go out for specials. Um, and then, you know, they get to sit in on a sixth grade class and meet sixth grade teachers. And we have wonderful sixth grade students who become ambassadors and they're like their mentor for the day and um, take them around, answer questions that they might have. And we kind of wrap it up with enjoying some lunch here, which we're known for having an amazing school lunch at Birchland. And that's children's favorite part of the day. Um, so they get to experience what it's like to eat lunch here at Birchland. And um, they're accompanied by these ambassadors that do an amazing job. Um, and then afterwards, we get to hang out. And you know, if the weather permits, we go outside. Or if not, we stay in the gym. But we play a round of Birchland Jeopardy, which really just consists of questions that they have to answer amongst their homeroom that they came over with um, about Birchland and what they've heard while they were taking their guided tour of the school. Um, and then, you know, whichever class wins, we get a prize. And at least it makes it memorable for them and they can have a positive and fun experience here. And they leave here feeling a little less anxious, a little less nervous, and a little more excited about what's to come. So I've asked um, all the students that I've talked to about, you know, because all the conversations I've had have been around, you know, transitioning. And I've right. asked them about um, that particular day. And they have been able to say that once they come into the building, it starts to really lessen any any fright that they might have. That's awesome. They have, they, every single student has said that they are overwhelmed at how big the building is, yeah. which is natural. Yeah. Um, but they, they definitely feel better at the, the end of the day. So that, that, was, that was good to hear. Great. Um, now, that, that moment when they come to mm -hmm. us and at the end of the year, once they start to think about coming from fifth grade to, to sixth grade and yeah. becoming a middle school student, that is really only half of the battle. Right. 
as we are talking right now, it is February 9th. We are now firmly in the, 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 the middle of the year, heading towards the second half of the year. So the transition to middle school is over. We are now firmly in sixth grade. So as students continue their transition, um, now they're transitioning to the second half of the year. Now they're starting to look ahead to seventh grade. What do you think the, what are, what are the battles that they start to face? What are the, the challenges that, that start to present themselves um, to a sixth grade student in the second half of the school year? So pretty much where they're at right now is they've completed two terms. Um, they now know their way around the building. They've been comfortable with their teachers. They've made new friends. Um, they've become comfortable with their schedules. And they really do know what the expectations are. So the, the difficult part now is that the beginning of the year was very much getting them to feel comfortable, feel safe in school, to know what the expectations are. Um, and now they have to perform and live up to those expectations. And that's where it gets difficult. In the beginning of the year, it, it's academically, it's, it's a lot of reviewing and um, knowing what their prior knowledge is of concepts. And, and now it's really getting into like the nitty gritty of you're learning new things, um, you're being assessed on these new things. And there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. So the beginning of the year, they were learning about getting themselves organized and being prepared for class and staying after school, checking plus portals. And there was a lot of um, flexibility with it's the beginning of the year and these are the things we expect. Um, but now it's they, they really have to perform. So it gets harder for them academically. Um, it's more rigorous. And the expectations that we now have is preparing them for seventh grade. So um, I've gone into classrooms and I've spoken with students about how do you get good grades? How do you stay organized? How do you maintain that throughout the entire year? And they have the skills necessary. It's reminding them and teaching them that it's something you have to work at and you do this daily. and it is practice and you get better and better with time. So now it's kind of talking to them more about, here you are at the middle of the school year, we now need to prepare you for seventh grade and how different seventh grade is going to be. And by the end of this school year, we want them to feel ready and we want them to know what the expectations so that they're not shocked when they get into seventh grade and they have more homework and um, the grading system changes a little bit with how much or the percentage that's taken off when you hand in late homework. So they're starting to now kind of deal with um, the accountability piece of making sure that they are being held accountable for what it is that they need to do at this time so that they're ready for sixth grade. And with, we are, we are in 2018 and I think back when I was a student in, in fifth grade heading to sixth grade and when I was in sixth grade and uh, it doesn't seem like that long ago, and maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, um, but it just feels like so much has changed in the world, in education, in expectations for students, um, and I think that as the students head into the real world and uh, a, a different workforce, the students as they're coming to us, they have much, much different strengths um, within themselves than I did at that time. I mean, what are the strengths that you're seeing from from our current crop of students? 
I guess the biggest thing would be resilience. I am amazed and, you know, I admire students um, and how they persevere and really just the challenges that they have and how resilient they are. And they're able to push through and face challenges that I would have had a really tough time with at their age. And obviously, um, technology is a big piece of their lives, and that's a big difference from when I was in school. Um, and they've embraced technology. It's just something they're like born with knowing now and it's part of their life and it can be a very good thing and helpful um, to help them grow Um, but it can also be very challenging so you know social media is something that I am impressed sometimes with the amount of things that happen and how some students can be so resilient to it because it's become unfortunately like a norm that um things are said or things that are done through social media, um, but students have been able to problem solve and figure out how to resolve certain conflicts. And um, even though it's challenging and they do need support, I am amazed with kids who come to school every day with a smile on their face, um, work hard, do what they need to do, and they're actually facing lots of challenges um, sometimes that you know, we might not know of. So as a school counselor, I meet with students and I have the luxury of getting to know them individually, one-on-one, not in the classroom setting. And when you do get to know students, you see that there's so much more going on in their lives outside of school. And they're able to show up every day with a smile on their face and participate and do what's expected of them um, with so much that's going on in their lives and that they're dealing with. So I admire young people right now and how much they are dealing with and the fact that they can really hold it together and push through and are very resilient. I, I completely agree. Um, you know, one of one of our goals and, and the way that I, I view what we do is that we are we are building the future one child at a time. And with what I'm seeing from from our, our students is that our future's in, in pretty good hands. Yeah. So lastly, um, Mrs. Bannon, I've had mm-hmm. you for, for 15 minutes now. Oh, um, that went by so fast. And you were all nervous that this was, this was your podcast. first podcast. Um, so just one last question. Um, what do you want to say to any of our students listening or any prospective students that we might have listening? I'd like to tell them that if there was one thing that I could give all students, like if I had a magic wand and I could just go poof and give them something, um, it would be confidence. And confidence is something that I want every child to be able to build, to grow, and to have. And when I say confidence, I mean don't give up. This is a difficult transition in your life. Um, but it's where you do the most growth. You have so much growth during these three years and who you are when you come into sixth grade is not who you are when you leave in eighth grade and it's in a positive way and it's a good thing. So I would say look forward to middle school. It's going to be an amazing time in your life that you will remember as being challenging but it's also going to build your character and who you are and who you'll become someday which is amazing. So stay confident, stay positive, look forward to this transition, and know that everyone is going through the same challenges. And even though you might feel like you don't know where your place is at this time, 
everyone is feeling the same way and we you all get through it together and you will survive middle school it will be great and you will have wonderful things to look back at and and laugh about and cry about but you'll know that with confidence you can get through anything that's great all right uh diana bannon thank you for joining us at school and you birch and park podcast and again this was your first podcast and you did awesome thanks for having me happy national guidance council awesome. week thank you so much Okay, everybody, from here on out for the rest of this episode, you are going to be hearing from the student perspective of what it means to transition um, as a fifth grader to Birchen Park Middle School. So as I had spoken to Diana, you're just going to hear amazing stories from amazing kids, and it's really important to be able to, to get their perspective because this is really why we're all here. So for any... Uh, teachers or principals or parents listening, the next half of this episode is is really what what this is all about. And for any students listening, these are your peers, guys. This is they are representing your perspectives here. Um, so everyone, uh, thank you for for listening so far, and continue enjoying schooling you, a Birch and Park podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back. I am joined now with Elizabeth, another one of our sixth grade students here at Birchland Park Middle School. So before I get any further, Elizabeth, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Did you do anything exciting? Um, I had a few soccer games. Did you do well? Yeah. Did you won. win? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And how's your Monday going? It's going good so far. Nice. Um, so, Elizabeth, before we get any further, um, I want to talk about just transitioning from fifth grade to sixth grade because um, when it comes to moving grades from one to the next, especially from school to school, there's like this whole emotional piece that goes along with it. Um, so I, I guess my question to you would be, when you were a fifth grade student, now, were, were, did you live in East Long Meadow? Have you always lived yes. in East Long Meadow? Okay. So when you were a fifth grade student in elementary school and you started thinking ahead to sixth grade, what were the things that you were most afraid of? Um, I was kind of nervous about, like, the homework. And, like, I didn't know if I would be over, um, like, have too much homework and it would be overwhelming. Uh, um, I was also kind of nervous about, like, meeting like the people from Maple Shade because I went to Mountain View so and I haven't seen a lot of them in a while um, and like I just know like middle school is like hard so I just like I was afraid that like um, like I would lose friends or something like that. Mm -hmm. Have you heard stories of of from from older uh, students um or just through the grapevine that like it gets so hard when you get to middle school, like did that weigh on your mind at all? Yeah, like um, my cousins, they haven't gone to this school, but they've gone to other middle schools, and they've said that like it's really hard at the beginning, so I was kind of nervous about that too. Okay, so the that is, you know, for the rest of your life, you know, you will always encounter change, and you'll always encounter some sort of conflict. So that that move from sixth grade, fifth grade to sixth grade, this is one of the the big moments in your life. 
um, because it's one of the first times in your life where you know that there's going to be a change coming and you know that there's going to be so much unknown qualities coming at you and you have to adapt to meet it. So it sounds to me that, you know, you met those challenges and, you know, you succeeded, you pushed through it. So that was the, the question of, you know, what kind of concerned you the most. But on the flip side, you know, middle school isn't all that bad, you know, and there was definitely things to look forward to. So what are some of the things that excited you the most about coming to, to middle school? Well, um, I liked changing classes because in fifth grade we did it a little bit to get ready, and I liked that. Um, and also, like, I've seen on other people's um, Instagram and stuff, but, like, Spirit Day, and um, I, like, usually get all dressed up for that stuff, so that was exciting for me. Very cool, very cool. So as you made that transition, um, what did you wind up learning about yourself from that transition between elementary school and middle school? I, like, I learned that, like, I, if I really, like, put my mind to something, I can do it because, like, the homework has been a little more, but I've been ending up getting it on time, so I just need to, like, focus on it, and then I'll end up being fine. These are great answers, and it's showing that you're very self-reflective, uh, which is a huge key to success, not just in middle school and life. So, so keep that up. Now, the you have transitioned from sixth grade, from fifth grade to sixth grade, but like I said earlier, uh, the transition isn't necessarily over yet because we've just started the third term um, of of your sixth grade year. We only have after this term. There's there's only one more term before it's the end of the year. So before you know it, from here on out, it's it's going to go really really fast. So when you first made that transition, you you were thinking about just building your year here, but now we're halfway through that year. So. What challenges do you continue to face as a middle school student? And, and what can you do and what do you do to combat those challenges? Well, um, the tests, we definitely have more tests because there's like more classes. And um, you need, like you really need to be organized and you need to like, like use your agenda and know when the tests are. And I, like last year, I really didn't use my agenda much, but this year I'm using it more and it's helping knowing like, when stuff is due and by like what time I need to pass it in mm-hmm. so so towards the end of the year you know you're going to start thinking about that next step which is going into seventh grade are you thinking about seventh grade yet um I guess a little bit um like I'm thinking about like the teachers and how they'll be nice but right now I'm actually like focusing on just like right now because I don't want to get like sidetracked or anything. It's a great way of looking at it. Um, so, what about middle school? Uh, what what came easy to you? Well, um, all the teachers are really nice and they help you if you like need help or have to stay after school. And um, you definitely take a lot of notes, so you can reflect onto those notes. Um, so. Like, definitely, the teachers definitely help you a lot. And, um, like, the tests are actually, I think that everybody's more prepared mm-hmm. for them because, like, the teachers, like, like they give you last-minute, like, notes or something, and they just help you out more. That's great. Um, now, you said that the teachers are always willing to help you. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in school, one of the the biggest challenges for me personally as a student was I was one of the students that if I needed help, I was too um, 
too embarrassed to actually ask for help. Um, so if you need help, I mean, do you feel confident enough in yourself to ask for help or do you find yourself being a little more on the shy end asking for help? You know, how comfortable are you with that that process? Um, well, I think I'm getting more to like, I used to be, like I was kind of scared to ask questions because like I felt like if like people already knew them and like they would like make fun of me for not knowing them. But now that um, like more, if you ask a question, then sometimes other people have like that same question. And it's better to ask the question and, or like ask for help and then get the answer or get help other than like not having any help and getting the answer wrong. So glad. I'm so glad that that's, that that's your approach to it because I think a lot of the times, and I can speak from personal experience, you, you're, so many students are just so concerned about what other people are thinking and you don't want to put yourself out there for fear of what might happen, you know. But if you ask a question, no one really cares, you know, because it's like you said, maybe other people have the same question. Um, but but the, the, the process of asking questions, um, it's going to, to, to lead you down the road that's going to have you find some success because the more inquisitive you are and the more you want to find out something the better off it's going to serve you in all aspects of life so speaking of which in all aspects of life there is a sometimes a a, a clear delineation between what occurs in school and the things that you work on in school and and the the projects and the passions that you follow when you're in school and the things that you do outside of school so um, you know what are some of your interests outside of school um, well, I do soccer, and I also play the guitar, so those are the stuff I do after school a lot. And How I long have you been playing the guitar for? Um, I started in third grade, so three years. Can you, can you do the F chord? Um, I don't know that by, like, memory, but... It's the one where you have to put your finger totally across the bar. Oh, those are hard because, like... Um, I just got a new guitar, so it's bigger, and my fingers aren't, like, long enough, Mm -hmm. so it's hard, but, um, like, I've had other hard chords that I've ended up, like, now they're fine now Mm -hmm. from just practicing them a little bit. I always struggled with that one. I always struggled. I love the guitar. I wish that I had pushed myself a little bit more with the guitar. Uh, So, I mean, what... I always found this question interesting when, when people pick up a musical instrument. So... Of all of the musical instruments that you could have chosen, why did you choose the guitar? Well, I like I just like the sound of it, and um, my my dad's best friend plays the guitar, and um, like I just saw it in a few videos, and I thought it looked really cool, mm-hmm. and also like a lot of music stars that I like play the guitar, so. Um, and in the guitar, you can like, you can hear the music as you play it, and so I like being able to hear the music, like the melody, that like I like the songs too, be able to play them. Do you try and play like the songs that you like? Yeah. So at like, at um, the place I go to, they have like a rock book and like a pop book, and all those stuff. And I like picking the songs that I know. Mm-hmm. Because like when I play them um, and I hear them on the radio, I can be like, oh, I know how to play that song. So who are some of your favorite musicians? Um, I like, um, like I like 
like the rock bands like my dad listens to and that's why like how I started really getting into like listening to the guitar because they had all those solos mm -hmm. and I like the um I like uh Pink Floyd because they have a lot of guitar solos and my dad loves them so we listen to them anyways you guys got good taste that's great. <laughs> um I also listen um to Sean Mendez because he plays the guitar and I like his songs so awesome so I mean do you have is it a, an acoustic or is it an electric guitar well I started out with it acoustic but um I started out with like the smaller one because when I played in third grade I was I couldn't really handle the big one yeah but um now I'm playing electric that's so cool mm -hmm. that's so cool um so you, you like playing the guitar. You like not just playing soccer games. You're also good at winning soccer games. Um, so if these are your, your interests outside of school, I mean, at any point do you ever find them kind of bleeding into the school work? Is there any way, has there ever been a time in school in sixth grade when your interests outside of school have made their way into um, your classes? Um, yeah, like a lot of teachers use examples like sports for – um, helping you, like, you need to practice that one move to get better at it, and then you can, like, do it, and you can score a goal or whatever. Um, and, like, I use, like, that for when I um, play soccer. Like, I need to practice that, like, one move or, like, shooting with my left foot or something. And then that also makes me, like, in school you have to practice, like, um, like your multiplication tables or something like that. And then it ends up being good, and you can use them to do algebra and make it easier. So so you have found that the, the endeavors that you have followed outside of school have sort of taught you some life lessons that you can apply to school. Mm -hmm. that's, that's great. That is great. It, that just means that you are exactly the, the well-rounded student that, that we're looking for. And then lastly... Um, you, you seem to be very goal-oriented, and like I said, you're, you're really reflective. So what is one personal goal that uh, you want to accomplish for yourself by the end of this year? Um, I've always, like, struggled in math, and I want to, um, like, end up, like, I'm getting better because Mr. Steele is definitely helping out with that, and I want to just be able to, like, understand it more and not have as many questions. Um, and, like, when I see a problem, I don't have to get, like, stressed out about it because I don't know the answer. I can just, like, know it. <laughs> and I want to be able to be better at math and stuff, so. That is great. I'm so glad to hear that you have focused on something that you want to get better at. So, Elizabeth, um, this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, it's really been my pleasure talking to you today. So is there anything else that you want to share with our, our listening audience? Um... Middle school is not as hard as it seems. Like, everybody's so welcoming and they help you out. And especially in sixth grade, everybody's new to middle school. So, it, like, your friends help you out and everything. So, just don't get too stressed about it. That's great. Great advice from one of our sixth graders, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, thank you. Thank you. Okay. This is a Blue Yeti microphone, right? Yeah. So, you know all about this? Yeah. Do you have a podcast? Do you do a um, my friend and I used to. Are you serious? So, okay. So just ignore everything that I said. You know, yeah. you know what to do. What was your podcast about? 
Uh, we normally just talked about like stuff at our school. It was kind of like a old, it was kind of something we did at our, um, kind of like a news thing at our old school. So it was, it was, you had your own news podcast? Pretty much, yeah. What were some of the things that you talked about? We talked about like basketball games on the weekend and like spirit weeks and stuff like that. So where did you share your podcast? Like how did you get it out to the world? I think we like just showed it to some kids around us. We just kept it on like our computer, mm-hmm. and that was about it. And you got a Blue Yeti? We didn't get a Blue Yeti. I just know a lot about microphones for researching them. Yeah. So did you just use the computer like microphone, or did yeah. you have an attachment? Yeah, or I had a headset. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the Blue Yeti actually, um, you know, in terms of the microphones, it's considered one of the best out there for the price. It it. it looks official it's good it makes me feel like an actual like talk show host it's awesome um so vincent i so just so you know like i, I just recorded that so we just talked a little bit um that everyone listened to so um everyone that was like wait a minute he started talking without introducing him i apologize but vincent was was filling me in on some really good information um he could be running this podcast right <laughs> now because he has that background um but ladies and gentlemen without further ado i want to introduce you to to vincent vincent how are you today i'm good fantastic it is friday i think that we are all good do you have any plans this weekend? I plan to sleep in and do nothing. That is doesn't sound like a bad plan to <laughs> me, man. That sounds great. I wish that I could wish that I could sleep in and do nothing, but um, I know that tomorrow morning I will wake up. You know what? I I can't really complain. You know, I have uh, an 18 month daughter who you know a lot of 18 month olds they don't they don't really sleep and they get up very very early she's gonna sleep in until about 7 30 or 8 so i'll get to sleep in a little bit but uh my my day will entail chasing her all over the room so a relaxing day is not what's in store for me i don't i wouldn't change it for the world but i do long sometimes for the days of of not really being able to do much of anything so enough about me i guess what i want to do today is just talk to you and pick your brain and so everyone listening vincent has a unique uh, perspective and experience um, because unlike a lot of the, the students that I'm talking to, Vincent joined us this year um, in, to, to East Long Meadow. So he, he came to us um, from elsewhere, from, from lands beyond East Long Meadow. <laughs> and uh, so some of the answers he's going to be able to give us are going to look a little bit different, which is important because it is important for all of us to, 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 to think about how to best serve students coming to us, not just from the East Long Meadow experience, but from elsewhere. So I guess, Vincent, you know, where, where did you join us from? Where did you come from? Well, I, I should just start where I was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, tell us the whole story about Vincent. <laughs> I was born in Woodbridge, Virginia. Then I later moved to Memphis, Tennessee when I was three. And I spent about six, seven years there. And I moved to Michigan, like around to the, the Detroit area. And then I spent three years there, and then I finally moved here. Oh my God, you have moved everywhere. <laughs> you have spent more time in locations than a lot of people will in their entire lives. That is, that is huge, and that requires a pretty big skill set. Um, so in a very early age, you have been forced to be able to adapt to, to new locations. Yeah, um, hard. I can't even imagine. So tell me about, um, tell me about that being hard. What, what exactly is hard about it? What, is, what do you have to do in those situations? Well, I mean, it's a lot to process. Well, think, I'll give you an analogy. Like, think that you're writing a 1,000-page letter or a 1,000-page essay, and it all gets deleted. And you have to restart, 
but the only notes that you have to go off of, they're all blurry and they won't help you this time when you're writing the new essay. That is a great analogy. Did you come up with that by yourself? Yeah. That is awesome. I'm a big analogy guy. That is a good one. That really helped paint a picture for me. Because um, uh, for me personally, I stayed put in my in my town. I just moved back to my town. That's how little I have moved in life. Um, so I, I can't even imagine um, having to, you know, you know, like you said, like delete that essay every single every single time, every single year. So. That's rough, man. So in the different locations that you've lived in, um, whether it be outside of the Detroit area or Virginia or Mississippi, um, where they, you know, so like Esau Meadow, for those of you listening who don't know, is uh, it's it's a small town, it's small, you know, you know, very um, small uh, with uh, multi-generational families. And it's, it's very town based and with a very, very supportive um, group of uh, it's just a, it's a it's a good community with people so that that support each other. Now, have you in your experiences have they been towns like Eastland Meadow or you said like outside of Detroit? Like, have you done the city experience? Well, hmm. there are some towns that are really good, like Tennessee. Everybody was really friendly. Everybody knew each other. I mean, yeah, it was an overall great experience. While Michigan, people were not the nicest. And people like they were really mean to each other, and and yeah, my friends were really good in Michigan, but although the education system was not peak performance. Um, so like you, in the places that you've lived, because you know I though I haven't really lived um, in too many in too many places, I have been fortunate enough to have traveled, and I after college I, I wound up. Um, going cross country for a number of months and um, I, I went all over this country and one thing that I learned was the geography of each section of the United States of America really helped shape, you know, shape um, the, a particular culture and belief and a way of life you know so I found that people in the Midwest were very very inviting you know I, I found that people in the South which is very easygoing, you know? Yeah. Um, and I found that, like, it made me think, like, oh, all of us over in New England, like, we're, like, always on the go, you know? Um, so is that something that you have noticed yourself? Overall, I think East Long Meadow is the nicest place I've been with the nicest people. It's just very inviting. That's great. That's great, man. Um, thanks for saying that. Um, and I'm glad that we were able to provide that, that to you. Being in East Long Meadow, like what were some of the, um, when, when you joined us here um, at Birchwood Park Middle School, what are some of the things that like right away that made you say like, oh my God, this place like is great. And if it's not great, like let us know. But like you don't have to like just try and like fake it. But like if there was anything that you really, you know, said this is, this is really cool. I like being here. Definitely the teachers. Mm -hmm. I just thought like, well, my science teacher is really inspiring. Um, my social studies teacher is like, he's just very funny. Mm -hmm. My English teacher always tries to push me harder and yeah, my math teacher is just like a nice friendly environment. So I like, I really liked my first day because I learned a lot about the teachers and a lot about myself mm -hmm. and how I could like actually fit in here. That's great. That's great. Um, and you know, growing up, in a technological age, um, I mean, you have so much technology at your disposal. Are you able to keep in touch with people in where you had lived before? That's what makes it the easiest. I definitely call my friends 
on a day-to-day -day basis. If they're not around, then I will probably call another one because mm -hmm. I just have, like, all my friends now are getting phones, so it makes it a lot easier for me to keep in touch with them. And, yeah, I always try to keep in – I always try to call them, check up on how they're doing. And we're, I'm thinking about visiting them in – my friends in Michigan for spring break just because, like, I don't know, they miss me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I have found that, like – you know, I mean, I, I have friends that, that, you know, live in my town and, like, nearby, and I see and talk to them less than some of my friends that, like, you know, live in Maryland, you yeah. know? So, I mean, yeah. even though, like, what's cool about living in 2018, like, physical location doesn't necessarily matter as much as it did, you know, when, when I was your age. So that's that's really cool for someone that has bounced around, um, you know, location to location. Like, you can still you can still have those friends, I think that that's great for you. Um, so as you make your way through Birchen Park Middle School and adjust to the Birchen Park Middle School culture, um, you know, you're still, you know, transitioning, okay? Yeah. You know, so you entering as a sixth grader um, doesn't mean that it's done. Like, you are now making your way towards the second half of your sixth grade year. So. What challenges do you continue to face as a middle school student, and what do you do to combat those challenges? Um, definitely stress in being nervous about my grades. Because, mm -hmm. well, I have a goal in life. Because, well, I, all the goals I established in my, when I used to live, they've just all failed. So I've made a goal here, and that's what I'm going to stick with. And it's going to be get all A's in all my classes to graduate, go to Harvard, become a um, IT guy because okay. I'm going to major in technology and electrical engineering and minor in either fine arts or minor in I can't think of it. It's fine. You, you're in sixth grade. You don't have to have your entire life mapped out. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> like, just, like, be a sixth grader. Like, but the fact that you you have so much, like, thought about where you want to go, not a lot of sixth graders have that. And, Vincent, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I left college, okay? <laughs> so it's okay for you to, to, like, have some wiggle room. You know, you can grow between now and the time you get to Harvard, okay? Like, you don't have to have it all figured out. But the fact that you do, that's awesome. I think that that speaks volumes um, of you. That's fantastic. Basi um, yeah, basically just what I want to do is build a giant house so I can invite all my friends from Michigan and Tennessee and, like, bring them all together. That's awesome, dude. That is great, and I think that you're going to do it. Like, you seem, you know, reflective enough and goal-oriented enough to, to make that happen. So, I mean, um, you know, you've talked about podcasting. You, you know, you've mentioned, you know, getting a job in IT. So I, I think that this might play into the next question that I'm about to ask you. So what are your passions and interests outside of school? I definitely love to research. Just researching calms me down. Like, if I don't know something, I'm just going to look it up on my phone because mm -hmm. I want to know everything. Yeah. Because knowing everything, it'll help me prepare me for the future. And, yeah, I always just try to learn new things. And I like to watch videos on different subjects so I can take in different points of topics that are trending. Mm -hmm. So do you find yourself um, just interested in, like, 
everything or do you kind of focus like, oh, like right now I'm really interested in, I don't know, like dinosaurs and I want to research everything I can about dinosaurs and then you do that and then you move on once you feel like you've accumulated enough info. Like how does that work? How does your process work? I am very interesting in every, interested in everything. There is there was even a time that I was in, interested in marble racing. So I bought a bunch of marbles and I just decided to see how fast each one could go. And yeah, since my mom sell, sold toys at that time because, well, she, sell, she still sells toys because she can't get her realtor's license here yet. She's, um, she got a marble racing thing, so I bought a bunch of marbles to see how fast each one could go. And my friend and I were really interested at that at that time. So we did it for about three months and then ended up like stopping because we found out like a bunch of information and stuff. That's fantastic. I've never met a marble racer before. <laughs> it's not even easy to say marble racer, you know, yeah. but but congratulations that I'm I'm very proud to know my first marble racer. <laughs> um, so I, I think that I might know the answer here um, because it applies very well to school, but you have mentioned research. Yes. Um, and how research is an interest, um, and I and I think that that is going to do you well in life. I think that that's really really good. But how does your personal interest of research apply to school? A lot of things that I research, they always end up like say I research something about a cell, in like a body cell. Like a couple years later, maybe we'll use it in like a college science class or something like that, so it always ends up playing out in school. I try not to research things like off off topic in order to like keep it maintained with my life, but if something interests me a lot, then I'll just take it in. Suck, <sighs> these are great answers. I'm finding you're really inspiring me, man. <laughs> you know, I think that that's great. Thank you so much. So you talked about, you talked about goals. Um, you talked about your goals for life you know, and what you want, you want to buy, you know, you want to build a big house, you want to work in IT. So when you say you want to work in IT, like specifically, do you have an idea what that's going to look like? Yes, I would love to teach people about technology because I know that technology is going to be the future. So I might as well take what I know about the future and apply it to right now. Mm -hmm. So if I learn more about, because like everybody knows that technology is going to be the future. So being an IT guy, I know that a lot of people aren't going to take this, like, I can't think of the right word, but, like, a lot of people aren't going to take the opportunity to learn about technology, so a lot of people are going to be confused, mm-hmm. so I can help them mm-hmm. more about it, and it's just a profitable, profitable way for me to earn money and to learn more about the future. It's great, it's great, and I, I completely agree with you. So as a, as a sixth grade student here, um, you know, schools, um, you know, we, we're definitely projecting into the future and we want our students to, to be as equipped as possible. Um, but there's a lot of things that sometimes get in the way, whether it be, you know, whether a school has enough money to be able to provide the amount of technology that, that students need, or even if we as adults are up to snuff on how to teach kids, you know, um, you know, technology. So with someone that is technologically minded as yourself, you know, what has your experience been, you know, and, and you know, with, with Birchland, you know, particularly, and if you feel like we are not doing everything that we possibly can, that's fine. Like, let me know that because we, we need to know. And, like, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? What can we do better? I think that you guys are doing perfect because the school is very inviting 
it helped me get through it's helping me get through the year with all the nice teachers mm -hmm. and all the grades that I'm getting are pretty much really easy to get although extremely challenging at the same time mm -hmm. so I have to challenge myself in order to get good grades but I think that's perfect because that's how I want school to be cool great but do you think that um, in terms of the usage of technology do you think that you're you're able to learn about technology and use technology. Do you think that we're able to challenge you in a, in a technological way? Yes, because I'm always learning, especially in keyboarding, I'm always learning more about how to type correctly, about how to create documents, save them. It's, very, it's helping me equip myself for the future. That's great. That's great, Vincent. Okay. Um, so... I had seven questions, um, and you and I didn't really even have to ask you that many. You know, just in your thought process alone and in our conversation, you managed to to answer every single one of them and then provide a lot more information that was so much more important than the <laughs> questions that, that I had to ask. This has been an awesome experience for me, um, getting to know you and to learn uh, your story and to be able to envision you in the future. And it's just, it's good for me to know um, you know what what we need to do in order to uh, best service Vincent um, because you're gonna be going places man and it's been my honor to to spend the last 15 or so minutes with you getting to know you a little bit better and I look forward to the next couple of years and uh, like I said you know I, I look forward to pushing you and I look forward to you pushing me to be better at what I do in order to give you the future that you deserve thank you thanks man so there you have it, folks, right from the students' mouths themselves. I want to thank uh, Elizabeth and Vincent for, for being so candid and so open and sharing their experiences when it comes to transitioning. I want to thank again Mr. Hummison and the Birchland Park Middle School Band for providing our theme music, which played at the beginning and will play at the end of this particular episode. And make sure that you tune in next week for our concluding final examination of what it means to be uh, a student transitioning to Birchland Park Middle School, what it entails, what the emotional journey is. Thank you, Rowan, for, for listening, and I will see you here next week at Schoolin' Ya, a Birchland Park podcast. Yeah.